Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Kristen McRae here with us from Intuit. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your role, and your organization. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm Kristen McRae, and I work on the sales enablement and performance team here at Intuit. So glad to have you. So you and I met at the Sales Enablement Society's annual conference recently, where mm-hmm. you had a presentation and you talked about the importance of having a data-driven mindset for sales enablement. In your opinion, why is that so critical? It's such a great question. And I think the answer is a little tricky, but when I was thinking about why data-driven enablement is so important, um, it, it really stems from these statistics that I've come across. Um, so CSO Insights actually estimates that about 60% of organizations have a sales enablement function, but of those, only 34% of respondents indicated that enablement was actually meeting the majority of their expectations. And I heard similar statistics like this over the past few years, and I started thinking about, as enablement grows, how can we make sure that we have a seat at the table, that we're respected, and that we're adding value? And I think that one of the reasons that you know enablement can be tricky is that we wear a ton of hats. Um, we can be the trainer, we can be the go-to person when it comes to product marketing, when it comes to content. Um, but a lot of the things that we work on don't always impact success. And so um, there's data everywhere, but you have to really find it and track it. And so when it comes to that data-driven mindset, we have to be able to quantify our impact, especially if you know a, a third of our audience is feeling like they haven't seen our impact yet. So my challenge to every enablement practitioner is, is starting to think about what are you working on, how are you prioritizing it, and how are you measuring success to make sure that data-driven enablement has a seat at the table and is a highly respected field. I, I couldn't agree more, and I think it, it is kind of landing on what what are the expectations of what success looks like. And so from your perspective, what are some of the core things sales enablement should track to really demonstrate kind of the return that organizations are making on their investment in sales enablement? I think it's also a great question, and it really comes down to understanding your business and how your business measures success. Each business is going to measure it a little differently, but like I said earlier, there's data everywhere, but sometimes it's hard to find. So you've got to make a commitment of how am I going to find this data, who can help me find it, and what story does it tell? Um, And committing to the fact that with that data you're able to find, you're able to draw conclusions and you're able to make sure that every single project you work on has a before and after state when it comes to data. So specific things that sales enablement should track, I'm hesitant to answer. I think it's more about uncovering what data is out there, what story does it tell, and what are you going to do about it showing a before and after state of that data. Absolutely. And and you've said this a couple times, but with so many potential metrics to measure, how can sales enablement prioritize and determine the right metrics for their business? Yes, there is so much data to track. And I know a really popular one is time to ramp as an example, but there's so much more data out there. And so you really got to think about like, where, where can I start? Um, So what I would encourage folks to do is dig in, find metadata, and find how that metadata relates to a core KPI. 
This for me is what changed the game for me in enablement when I was able to connect metadata to core KPIs. So those core KPIs for a business, for a sales leader, might be things like conversion rate, win rate, attach rate, average deal size, time to ramp. Those are things, and you wanna look for things that your sales leaders constantly say, they're constantly pulling data about, and that your executives with their board are constantly mentioning. Those are things that are top of mind for the business, so what can you do to impact that? So you've got to drill into, okay, what metadata would correlate or causate here, and how can I find that metadata? What impact does this metadata have on that core KPI? Um, it's kind of like an onion. I, I like to think of it as an onion. There's so many layers to the data. That, that biggest layer is that core KPI, but peel those layers back, and there's a lot of things that impact it. And that's where you want to start thinking about, how can I drive these pieces of metadata to impact a core KPI? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think one of the things, too, just because you mentioned it, I think defining certain terms within each organization is also important. Um, you mentioned time to ramp, and I know I've heard, had a lot of conversations with different sales and practitioners that all define even just the word ramp a little bit differently. Um, so I think that, you know, you're absolutely right that finding a way to really ground it in the organization's core KPIs is really critical. Yeah, it's, it's so true. There's so many definitions of data and what it means. And then again, metadata. So be, be very specific in what you're looking for, what type of data you've found. And again, it's like an onion. If you're measuring um, specific coaching data, you can start with coaching effectiveness. Well, how are you measuring that? How can you drill down deeper and deeper? And the more you, you drill down deeper, the more you're able to really identify the root cause. Like what is causing this? Um, positive or negative, and that's where that enablement gets really exciting because you can start to build plans around creating results that ultimately impact that core KPI. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know that you've done a lot of work on this. Um, how can sales enablement use data strategically to truly quantify impact? Do you have an example of how you've used it, data to craft a compelling message? So in terms of how sales enablement can use data strategically to, to quantify your impact, it all starts with what's going on now, where's the gap, and how does data tell that story? Every enablement initiative should have a before and an after with a plan that drives that success. So as an example of that, um, I always want to quantify current state. And what I did with one organization is I observed the time that managers were spending. There's so many amazing analytics out there that show a correlation between sales coaching and performance. So we know the more managers are out there coaching, the best, the higher performance will come about. Um, and so what I did is actually quantified how much sales leaders were coaching. And what I found is on average, it was five to 10% of the time. I aligned with my sales leaders, showed that core KPI, that core conversion win rate that was being impacted. And I said, hey, what sales coaching percent do you want our managers to get up to? And how do you see that impacting your core KPI of win rate? They got really excited. They said, hey, we should really see managers coaching at least 30 to 40% of their time, and surely our win rate will increase. And so through this initiative, again, from that before and after state, I was able to say, okay, right now managers are coaching 5% of the time through this initiative. Now they're coaching 40% of the time. And what we saw was not only an increase in conversion rate, that win rate, that core KPI, but we actually saw a 30% increase in RPC. So for this specific organization, that's revenue per call, basically average deal size. So overall, we saw a substantial um, increase in both 
core KPI metrics. And what that led us to do was develop future enablement strategies around the sales coaching and coaching effectiveness. So because I had that before state and that after state, and I had how I was going to measure success, and that measurement was dictated by sales leadership, I had their buy-in, I had their endorsement, I had their excitement, and I was able to show how sales enablement strategically helped to drive that initiative forward. That is a very impressive initiative. Just kudos on that front. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, You mentioned alignment, right? So who are some of the core stakeholders sales enablement should partner with to both identify and track the right metrics? You know, I've learned that the more the merrier when it comes to enablement. And that's the tricky part of enablement. There's so many different people that you can collaborate with. The more that really play a pivotal role the better. So when it comes to sales leaders, sales ops, marketing, I even try to uh, actually work with product and engineering. Those folks, product and engineering, can speak to the product in a way that no one else in the organization typically can. You can learn so much information about the product, about the strategy, how it helps customers. And in return, you can actually share it back. You can create that feedback loop to the product engineering teams on the gaps you're seeing with customers in the market. So what I've learned in enablement is honestly get as many seats at the table as you can. Have one-on-one conversations with folks from every branch of the business because everyone can offer something really unique, compelling, and insightful to help develop your enablement strategy. I had the pleasure of um, sitting at a dinner after the Sales Enablement Society um, gathering, and we were talking about how teams measure success. And so often in enablement, we think about sales leaders, sales ops, marketing, product, engineering, and customer success. And they're all these kind of separate silos within an organization. But what happens when those teams actually share a KPI? And how can enablement be part of that? And so from this really insightful conversation, that's what I've been really focused on lately is what are the shared KPIs across teams that can drive results that everyone's going to be excited about? Enablement really isn't just sales enablement. It's go-to-market enablement. It's company enablement. It's product enablement. So what shared KPIs can we drive together with a cohesive approach? And that's just something that's that's top of mind in, in partnering with other stakeholders in the organization. Absolutely. And and on that, developing a sales enablement strategy, you shared in your presentation a five-step process to execute sales enablement initiatives with a data-driven mindset. I'd love for you to disclose those five steps to this audience. Yes. So this five-step process is something that I found to be very, very helpful in starting, building, and executing on a sales enablement initiative. Step one is observing, and it's my favorite spot. Basically what you do when you observe is you become a sales rep. You ask questions, you wanna relentlessly understand your customer and understand the current state. Not only that, but understand where are the gaps and how can you fill them. Once you start to uncover common trends and gaps, you wanna quantify that. Where are the gaps? What gaps um, being filled would drive the biggest change in output? And what can you do about it? So then step two is all about aligning. Share these data-driven observations with your leaders and with your key stakeholders. Have an interactive discussion on why these gaps might be occurring and bring a few plans, bring a few options to the table on how you might address it. Once you get their endorsement on, hey, this is a gap that needs to be filled and yes, this is how we can do it, step three is development. Put together a really solid structured plan and involve those executives, involve those leaders throughout the process. Also involve key collaborative partners in the organization. The more people involved, excited, and bought in who really understand what their specific role is in driving this project's success, the better. So you develop out and you share. 
Step four is execution. And this is really where things can go very well or very poorly. So the key to execution is make sure that those leaders who were bought in from the start have a key part in the execution, whether that's sending out emails of enthusiasm, whether that's introducing you when you run a workshop, um, whether that's constantly reiterating the message you want to send across. Those key leaders need to be bought in, excited, and a key part of the execution. And what I've found is that when you quantify and you're data-driven and you say, hey, this gap is going to fill this core KPI, they're always involved. And these are the things that they love to do and don't have enough time to do in their day-to-day. So it's something they're typically very excited about being a part of. Um, Along with those other stakeholders, they all want to have a piece of the puzzle. And the more excited you get them, the more they understand clearly what their role is and how their success is measured, the more bought in they're going to be. Also, enablement can be tricky. Sometimes you're asking folks to change or try something new or different. So when you have leaders there, they're able to really help you navigate that change management process. If you get pushback, um, whatever might happen, the leaders have your back and you can really work together to to continue forward. And step five is the really fun part, it's quantifying. So you've observed current state, you quantified it. Did those results happen? Why or why not? It's not a failure if you don't have the results that you expected. That's a compelling story in itself. So really dive deep, commit to understanding the metadata and the core KPI, what happened, what worked really well, and then build upon that as a foundation. Make sure that when you quantify, you don't just you know, put it out in an email, but you have time committed with those leaders who are bought in from the start to give yourself credit. It's okay to give yourself a, a pat on the back. And I think the really exciting part about this is if you're able to really quantify your results and your learnings, then you're really able to justify your ROI. So going back to our earlier point in the conversation, you're able to say, I brought value to the organization. Here's how I was a part of doing that, of course, with many other folks involved. But that's where you get a seat at the table. That's where you generate your ROI. And that's where you're able to build your team, become a highly respected business partner of the organization. And I think that should be every sales enablement professional's goal is to have that seat at the table through quantifying your impact. I couldn't agree more. And I and thank you so much for kind of sharing some initial tips and tricks on how to get there. Um, as my closing question to you, I would love, and I think I, I have a guess on how this will go, but as sales enablement continues to evolve, how do you envision the success metrics for sales enablement evolving? It's a fascinating question and one I just love thinking about. I, I think that Metrics are going to become a core responsibility and part of sales enablement. When a company is looking to hire a sales enablement professional, being data-driven is going to be a must-have. And quantifying your impact is going to be just an absolute ultimatum. So I think it's so critical that we start to focus on those success metrics that tie to core KPIs, and enablement's going to be a part of that. So when I talked about those shared KPIs earlier, enablement's going to have a seat at the table, but enablement's going to be responsible for showing, here's what I did that helped impact this core KPI. And my advice would be, when you think about what you can work on tomorrow, um, how you can become more data-driven, stay focused. Enablement is tasked with so many different things in an organization, but just because those are the things you're tasked with now doesn't mean those have to be the things you're tasked with tomorrow. Stay focused on just a few things you can deliver. Really be methodical and strategic. Develop that five-step process around an enablement initiative and show your results. But focus, dive deep, and have more of a singular focus than wearing many hats. 
Um, that allows you to really define enablement within your organization as a strategic function and help drive future success also help really impact the future things you're able to work on. So when I think about success metri metrics, I think they're going to be tied to KPIs, but I think we're going to have to stay really focused on what can enablement do, how can enablement be a strategic business partner, and what is the metadata that we're impacting that impacts those core KPIs. Phenomenal advice. Thank you so much, Kristen. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Of course. It was really fun. And thank you to our audience for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, please visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.